ladies and gentlemen. This stage is set. The mics are on. It's not another fight cast time. With your host, fighting out of the blue corner. This man is a former fighter. The voice of Brave Combat Federation and Clan Wars MMA. The great and powerful Bill Campbell. Fighting out of the red corner. This man is a former fighter. And now one of the best coaches in mixed martial arts. The one and only Andy the Icon Burrow. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome along to Not Another Fight Cast with myself, Phil Campbell. Unfortunately, my co-host, Andy Burrows, couldn't be here because, uh, well, I'm in Bahrain at the minute, uh, covering Brave Combat Federation 29. Um, I'm very lucky to be joined today by one of the main card fighters uh, competing in the first ever professional female fight in Bahrain, Helen Harper. How are you? I'm good, I'm really good. Thank you very much for, uh, for joining us, especially today when uh, you made weight this morning. Yes. So you're literally fighting tomorrow. I am. So thank you very much uh, for taking the time. You're, you're taking on uh, Luana Pinheiro in a straw weight bout. How did that fight come about? Were, were you aware of Brave and what were the kind of the mechanics that, that brought that fight together? Um, I knew of Brave just because a couple of my teammates have fought for Brave. Mm-hmm. So I was like, kind of knew what they were about. Um, and then um, my coach Dave um, he's, he's joining he's, us today he's also here hello, hello. Dave what's happening <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah he, uh, he he offered me the fight and I just said yeah cool let's do it what it is you have great management I have fantastic management we can't thank them enough for the management and making the opportunities for, for Helen really yeah. yeah myself and one of the other guys at the gym press the management <laughs> <laughs> so top notch management there so how did it uh, how did it come about your your finding a uh, team crossface and because you're training there now full time with yes. them so how yeah. did that come about? Um, I just I was I was training elsewhere and uh-huh. I just really needed to focus on MMA and oh, okay. it, just, it wasn't really an MMA gym it was like good really good jujitsu mm-hmm. but not really good MMA and um, as we all know it's very different so yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so I was you know I I tried to like push along and tried to kind of make it happen but it just just wasn't working so um, you know I, I already knew of Dave and I already I, I knew I liked him so I think it's really That's important the bar. Uh, it's when, really important you that you like, like your coach, coach. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah it's like you can't have a coach you don't like, like mm-hmm. why would you do that you know um, so I already knew Dave I, I already I, I, I already had him as like my my number one where if I if I move from yeah. here where would I go and that was always my number one and it had been my number one for like a good year and a half and then I was like you know what it's time I just I just need to I just need to do this, and so, you know, just text him saying, "Take me in," and he did. Luckily, is it, <laughs> uh, <straight up. laughs> yeah. Is it is it difficult to, because obviously when you, when you're with the gym, yeah, there, there's kind of a, a little bit of um, a little bit of a taboo about moving around oh, from gyms, yeah, especially in the MMA. MMA oh, yeah. People are Massive. people can be quite sensitive in and around that. Was it was it a difficult choice for you? Was it difficult to kind of enact that and make it happen? It was. Absolutely horrible. Yeah. I hated it. I, I, I loved that I moved yeah. because I, I knew it was the right choice. But leaving where I was was it, it just. I didn't want to have to leave, but I knew I had to leave. I to always make, compare it to a breakup. It is. It, it is. is it, it, it is. does feel like a breakup because one side is you know the hurt party, one side's yeah. a little bit. But, but I knew it would be better for my career. I knew it'd be better for my future, and I knew that it was a good decision. And yeah. I and I hundred percent stand by that. Hundred. 50 million percent like mm-hmm. honestly 
no maths here. Um, but it was a hundred percent. It was the right decision. Mm. It just it is it is like breaking up. Yeah, it, it really difficult. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so how does Helen fit into the gym? Not, not really well. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really want to come away with her. You know? So you do the short no, show? yeah. So I had to come away. You know, no, that's cool. I mean, sometimes when people do move gyms, it's like uh, I mean, I, I, I always say one thing. I seriously, uh, I ve- take very seriously. Is I don't take life very seriously. Mm-hmm. And we already knew Helen anyway one of my guys um, who does all the Whiskey Wolf like uh, branding or yeah. soap and all the or, um, clothing he already sponsored uh, Helen anyway I think we and she's popped down every now and then and you come yeah. do some training and we've had, had a few girls uh, at the gym and they've either gone do one of Helen's seminars or when I've had a bunch of girls come in Helen might come in and uh-huh. you know help the girls out and stuff so we've it's kind of like you've been you was coming in and out here and there so when she when she messaged me saying I'll come in it's like it wasn't that big of a deal yeah um, but then when she was saying this I want to just train here all the time it was like wow yeah that's cool I mean I think if coming going to a gym is a lot easier than the one you're leaving yeah of course you know what I mean yeah. but there are a lot of issues of ways you know oh, why did they leave why did they mm-hmm. and why are they scooting around and all this and all that so um, but you know if she wants to train I don't care really it's like anything it's like when you go on a mat no one really cares what anyone does mm-hmm. I mean you could be like you know a lawyer to a freaking a plumber and no one really cares you know yeah I mean, most of the coppers keep themselves like under wraps just trying not to tell anyone they're a police officer but everyone else is like no one really cares so if you you know as long as you want to train that's all we care about really so yeah as long as they're in the gym with a little bit yeah that's it and Helen was like she's already you know comes with a bunch of like experience stuff so it was really I'd sort of saw it as a plus it's beneficial for everyone yeah Yeah, you come down with the experience then you train them with the type of guys you have there yeah yeah exactly yeah. yeah so um yeah, it's been cool. I mean, and then she just moaned and you know <laughs> whined about fighting. So here we are. So here we are. <laughs> let's go. What she asked for. Let's let's talk a little bit about uh, about your background because I'm always interested because I'm I'm a huge comic book fan. Yeah. So I, I love to know people's origin stories. Right. So I'd love to know how you, how you find your way into martial arts. How you, then so it was a traditional martial art to begin with. Did it then transition to MMA? What what piqued your interest in martial arts? Um. So I didn't really know anything about martial arts mm-hmm. at all like literally nothing mm-hmm. and uh, I was in a bad relationship and a friend of mine was like you need to learn how to defend yourself mm-hmm. and I was like eh, I'll be alright you know <laughs> I'll be fine and then it got really bad like it, you know this was progression it got it got, got a lot worse and so then I, then he was like look dude seriously like I don't want to be the one picking up your body and fuck you know like mm-hmm. so I was just like yeah alright when when you say that, it kind of make like it, you know drags it home to you. You're yeah, like, clicks. oh, I can deal with it. I can deal with it. I can do. Okay, maybe I can't deal with it. You know, like suddenly it was just like, okay, you know what? Maybe I do need this, like this stuff that he's talking about about self defense. Maybe maybe I do need to learn how to defend myself. Mm-hmm. So I go to one jiu jitsu class with him, and I think he's only like blue or purple belt at the time, but I can't remember. But he was teaching like a, a kind of a nogi class. Okay, mm-hmm. so I go to this one class, and I was like, just you know standing in the corner like I literally don't know what's going on right now like this is so weird there's people rolling around on the floor and I don't know what they're doing this is so freaky 
And uh, then, so we, like, did this, like, drills. I don't know, like, maybe it was, like, on bar from guard or something. You yeah. know, like, super simple. And I was like, oh, I can actually do this. This is, this is all right. I could, I could do this. And then we just, you know, just... I, after the end of the lesson, I was like, you know what? I'm surprised about how much I enjoyed this mm-hmm. because I really didn't think I would. And I was, like, really uncomfortable with the whole situation. Mm-hmm. But actually, I really enjoyed it. And I was like, okay, you know what? I could I could do this. I suppose it's it's a little bit strange when you think about, you know, we, we all train and we're all involved in martial arts now. When you actually think about it and break it down, it's like you're rolling about with sweaty people for a couple of hours or, you know, you're punching your friends in the face. I enjoy that so much. You're so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always see the Zumba class at the gym. And I'm looking at them and I say, oh, dude, that's so weird, man. And I'm like, hang on. I can't really say nothing. I'm in my pajamas <laughs> trying to kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, your nearest and dearest, you're punching them in the face a couple of times in the week. Yeah. That's, that's crazy, but I absolutely love it. So you, you touched on that you were in a, um, a problematic relationship. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we've, we've talked we've talked off the yeah. podcast you know, we're, I, I'm, um, I'm an advocate for um, a charity back home that raises awareness um, in and around uh, domestic abuse because it's, it's more often than not something that's swept under the carpet yeah. a, a lot of people don't necessarily know about it and not enough people talk about it again I think perhaps because there's a taboo element around it and for somebody to admit that it's going on male or female you know there, there's, that's quite a heavy burden uh, was, was it difficult for you in that situation, as you said, you know, you had something kind of clicked and you realised, you know, this isn't isn't healthy. Was it difficult for you to to still almost admit that and address that? It, yeah, really. Like, I mean, I guess, especially because of the type of person I am, yeah. I'm quite like, oh, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. I'll, I'll just, everything will just be fine. It will just work out. It's all, you know, mm-hmm. it will just work out. It'll be fine. Uh, and that's just, like, that's all how I am mm-hmm. about everything. Um and I think so weirdly so usually people think oh it must have been like a long relationship it was six months six month relationship and mm-hmm. um, so it's not very long but obviously you know start off first month was chill um then I realised about two months in that suddenly I've got no contact on my phone and then suddenly my phone's been smashed up because uh, my next door neighbour texts me and then oh, wow. suddenly, you know, and it's just like, so it was like kind of gradual, but not gradual, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, so like, uh, the worst, so for me, the worst part was the, um, like he forced me to have sex a lot, a lot, like daily. And I was just didn't want to be there, you know? Mm-hmm. And he would just, yeah, like if, if you don't do it, I'm going to, oh, you're never going to see me again. Like if you if you if you won't do it out of your choice, I'll have to hold you in, with your throat or with your face or whatever. You know, like that was really scary. You know, like of that's course, yeah. that's not you don't. You, this is supposed to be a person that you trust. This is supposed to be a person that you know you're in a relationship with, mm-hmm. but they're taking away the trust and they're taking away the like anything good. That was in the relationship. Yeah, like, they're also trying to take away your sense of self as well. Yeah. As you know. um, but then he used to do this, like, oh, you're so fat, but it's okay because I don't mind going out with a fat girl. Oh, you're so ugly, but, you know, it's okay. I don't mind going out with an ugly girl. It's just like, you know, you should just always wear a hoodie and just joggers because no one really wants to look at you. You know, like all of that. All, that the, kind all, of these, like, all these little mini- microaggressions yeah, yeah, and mechanisms yeah. of control. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. All the time. So I had all that. And then, um, 
so what happened was I it was it was coming up to like I think we were about about five months it was my birthday yeah and he goes away for the weekend and he comes he brings me on the Monday morning and I think my birthday was on Saturday or Sunday I can't remember but anyway didn't do anything for it but and he comes away comes back he calls me on the Monday morning you need to go and get yourself checked out I'm like why he's like oh, I slept with a girl at the weekend and she says she thinks you found something and I'm like alright so cool right um, let me just digest that information because and what, what are you thinking at the time when you hear something like that from, from your partner somebody you're in a relationship with don't literally no words yeah. there, there are no words right okay fine so I go I go right fine I'm going to go to the, um, the clinic whatever yeah. so I go in and they give you it's actually really good um, what they do is they, they you go in and right, I need a STI test why oh because my boyfriend cheated on me at the weekend right okay so they give you this like it's supposed I guess it's supposed to be like a two minute little evaluate, evaluation okay and I went and I hadn't spoken to anyone because he pretty much cut me off from everyone like I didn't have any friends left like no one was really talking to me like my family because they didn't really get what was going on and I uh-huh. didn't really know how to talk about it and I like to just pretend everything's okay so I was just like yeah it's fine plus with, with somebody who has the, the the abusive element in a relationship they wear two faces what, yeah oh what, definitely what, yeah. what the public perception yeah. of that person is and then what happens in private exactly. are, are two entirely oh, different things so what he's portraying yeah, it's probably it's, completely yeah, different. and it was kind of like it was just such a weird like I didn't really know I I, I didn't want to t- tell anyone because I didn't think anyone would believe me because uh-huh. I was like because you know as he said in public he was always like super friendly and everything and like everything was cool and, and it was just like what's well, survivor shame yeah so the, 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 per- the person in, in that the person who's, who's suffering the abuse is made to feel like it's their fault like, yeah and that's one of those mechanisms of control that the abuser yeah kind of holds over that was it and and so like when they started asking me questions I was sort of like at the beginning I was just like oh no it's fine just don't worry about it I just need to get the test like let's just get it done like you know so then they asked me more and more questions and I just tried my eyes out because it just suddenly just came out everything just came out and it was like and they were like yeah we are going to recommend that you see a therapist and I was like I don't need to see a therapist, and they're like, I'm like crying my eyes out. I don't need to see a therapist, and they're like, um, yeah, you kind of do though. <laughs> anyway, so they put me in touch with the therapist and like started to like talk about it, mm-hmm. which was really good. Um, anyway, in the meantime, over this, I guess over this month, um, I was really depressed, obviously, because awesome. I was just in this fucking mess and just didn't really like know where I was coming or going. Um, and then I moved to Sheffield because basically my cousin had texted me around that weekend and he said, how's everything going? He lived in Sheffield. How's everything going? Like, to be honest with you, I just want to be dead. I just, I'm done. I'm just, I just, there's literally nothing for me in this world. Like, I'm just, I'm done. And he's like, do you want to come away for the weekend? Come, come stay with me. You know, like I've got a spare room. Just come, just come stay with me. I was like, mate. If I leave, I'm never coming back. That's it. I'm not. I just, I'm, I'm going to move. Like, I'll just move. Like, I can't. I can't do it. And he's like, cool. I've got a spare room. No problem. And I was like, really? So literally the next weekend, I just moved. You just up and left? Just left. I was just like, I'm done. I'm out. Like, I can't deal with any of this. Anyway, so, long story short, he did follow me a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have to get the police involved. 
but the police were amazing so fair play uh, they were so so nice because I was I felt so guilty I was like oh my god I'm wasting your time I'm so sorry like it's just that oh so basically he kept following me in work and sending me all these texts like if I can't help you no one can all that special stuff and uh, by this point because I was out of the situation I could see a little bit clearer I was okay. like yeah I can yeah, well, rationalise now yeah, it's like any you know? situation sometimes when you're in the middle of it you can't see the forest for the trees exactly and um, so at one point he te- sent me some texts about I don't even remember what it was about and my boss just happened to walk in and I was reading it and he like he was really cool really nice guy and he looked over my shoulder and was just like Helen if you don't go to the police I'm going to the police and I was like okay it's if he's saying that like it's not I, I could if he's saying that and he was a very rational person you know like very good at what he did like very good boss like very um, like very professional if he's saying that it's bad and someone that's not intensely involved in the situation yeah. if they're able to take a step back and see what's going on so I was like right okay fine so I go to the police like I think it was the same day I go to the police mainly because I didn't want him to go <laughs> so I was like fine I'm just going to go <laughs> I don't want anyone else to get involved in this mess uh, so I went and I, and I showed him all the texts and like look I've tried not responding I've tried telling him to leave me alone mm-hmm. I've tried like all the different ways you try to you know avoid this whatever and um and not clearly nothing's worked like you can see it's gone it went through like you know you could see the in the messages you could see it's gone through like haven't talked to him have replied but told him to leave me alone yeah. now i don't know what to do <laughs> and, and they were amazing they were so like what did, right what did the police do they found where he lived worked mm-hmm. everything um so i knew that he'd recently moved as well mm-hmm. so i literally said look he lives around here this way works blah 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 and they were like, right, within 24 hours they called me and they were like, right, we've brought him down to the police station, we've got him to sign some papers saying that he's never going to contact you again, um, whatever, like, can't, I can't remember the ins and outs, but that was basically it. And then I was like, oh my God, so it's just over. Like, it was that easy, you know, like, I mean, not it was that easy, but it was just like, literally felt like I probably, I lost at least 25 kilos in that moment, just, just, just like... I can actually stand up straight and I'm not in pain anymore. (laughs) Like, oh my God, this is incredible. And then it was like my whole life just started again. And then, well, like, while I was going through that, when I moved to Sheffield, the first thing I did was go to jiu-jitsu, find a jiu-jitsu place. But they were like, okay, you go to jiu-jitsu, but you pay monthly and you get everything. So it's up to you whether you use it or not. And I was like, well, if I'm paying for it, I'm going because why would you not so I just went to everything uh, but they only did like four days a week mm-hmm. and was that just that was a strictly uh, BJJ school uh, that was yeah I can't remember mm-hmm. now of, like m- my, my memories no, no my, at all. my, mem- my <laughs> memories uh, my memories just been uh, skewed by the weight cut so no, well, well, I we'll don't we'll remember we'll anything we'll, 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 we'll <laughs> let you away with it so, nice. it was, um, so Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and then how did MMA kind of find its way into your curriculum? Um, so that was it. So I, I just, they were like, you look, it's everything, so mm-hmm. go if you want or don't. And so I just went to everything. And I, so it was like MMA, kickboxing, um, Jiu-Jitsu, and then there was like some stick stuff, like Carly. And, okay, that's pretty Yeah, so like everything. They just had digital everything. So I was like, right, let's go to everything then. Cool. Let's just see what, see what happens. 
Oh, so I was kind of on my. So, so is a JKD score. Uh, yeah, pretty much. That's thick, um, but yeah, it was it was kind of like a new. It was like I was everything was so new. Like I had a new lease of life, and I was just like, oh, I just do. I could do anything. So you just kind of you, you know you so felt you, you felt a little bit more yourself. You kind yeah. of re- reinvigorated. Feeling yeah, definitely. Just the 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 whole situation had sort of come to yeah come to close. It was amazing. So it's like yeah. Then I was just like, cool. I can I can pretty much do anything right now. <laughs> and then and then my cousin was like, look. We've conquered this now. Uh-huh. What are we going to do next year? And I was like, oh, just go to Thailand, you know? Like, joking. I was totally joking. I was like, oh, I'm just going to go to Thailand. He's like, cool. And I was like, no, look, I'm joking, because it's like miles away. And he's like, yeah, you know, they have these things called planes nowadays, you know? <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, but it's really expensive, and I can't afford it, and I've just got back on my feet, and blah, blah, blah. He's like, your car's worth about 700 quid. Sell that, buy a ticket, go. And I was like... He's actually got a point. Why not, yeah? Yeah, so I did. So I went to Thailand for a month, um, and he was right. 700 quid bought me flights and accommodation. There you go, bye um, did, did so, you, yeah. Did you train while you were in Thailand? Yeah, yeah I went to Tiger. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all the newbies go to Tiger. Uh, yeah, and I was like, you know what, this is awesome. Like, I really like this whole training, like, two or three times a day thing. Like, this is pretty bloody good. I could do this, yeah. So go back home. And uh, I, was, I was working in an office, lovely, really, like, the only... Oh, I've never worked in an office before. I hate it. But that office particularly was so chilled, it was really cool. So I was working in an office, and then I loved it, but I was like, it's not really what I want to do, uh-huh. because, like, ultimately I don't really care, <laughs> like, enough to be here. So did you always know that you wanted to do something else, that you wanted to do something a little bit... a little bit more, a little more free-spirited, perhaps? I don't really think I thought about it. Yeah. I don't really ever remember thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Just made it up as I go along. Um, well, as, as Bruce said, yeah, you probably didn't think, yeah? You, you felt. Yeah. So that's, that's a classic. Mm. Uh, there you go. 1973, uh, So you, you, you're training and you're enjoying your training. Did you, did you ever think, did you, did you always have it in your head that you wanted to, to fight at some stage? So I got, to, I got to Tiger and they do this thing called the beat, uh, beat down barbecue beatdown every month and I got there and they were like oh there's a uh, fights on Saturday it was like I think this was like Thursday do you want to fight on Saturday and I've never fought before I've been training about four months mm-hmm. less than four months that's quite that's a really short time <laughs> <you're going from, laughs> they're like the do you want to fight like, and I was like yeah sure Thailand, man. I don't yeah. care, they don't care. I was like yeah sure they're like what do you want to do I was like MMA cool let's do it cool man and what was the experience like at your, the first fight? Got knocked out in the first round. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Got knocked out in the was first it, round. Was it, it was like great. A, like what? What happened to Do you have big gloves? Little gloves? Oh yeah, no. Shing, it's, 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 it's a it's smoker, before, like it's the little smoker, smoker fight. Yeah. Smoker fight. So it's like, like even before amateur. Yeah. It's literally yeah. You're wearing big gloves, shin pads, like no head guard, but like yeah. you're you're. I got Perfect. I got full on knocked out. Like oh, yeah, no, there's no good. like full on like s- literally spark up on the floor. And then you, you thought to yourself, and I was, fuck but, yeah, I, I'm gonna do this again. This so, is great. Well, yes, but I know that's probably the unpopular opinion. But <laughs> I was like, you know what? In a few more months, I could get better at this, and I could be the one that knocks the other person out. Mm-hmm. Hasn't happened, but that was my thought. 
Uh, but also, I re- what I really liked was the adrenaline. So you had the experience in Thailand, you enjoyed the first fight, and then you thought, you know, I can progress at this, this Let's is something this. I, I can yeah. work on. Then what happened next? So I went back home after that, and then I was like, right, no, this is not for me. I need to go back to Thailand and continue what I started, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I went back, um, I was like, right, how can I live in Thailand? And basically the answer is you can teach or you can teach diving. I am not going to be doing diving. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I already like teaching. So is it t- teaching English? Is it yeah, language, so like or? TEFL, so okay. teaching English as a foreign language. So I was like, yeah, I really like teaching. I started teaching when I was like 13 years old, teaching horse riding. So okay. I love teaching. I love it. So, okay, no problem. I could do this. So... I went, did my TEFL course in Phuket Town, um, which was really cool. It was like a month, just residential, just stayed there for a month, did that. Got some experience. Um, yeah, you get to teach like the night classes and stuff. So that was really cool. I really enjoyed it. I was like, all right, cool. So go to a load of interviews. I think I had like eight interviews. And every single one started with, so what's your degree in? And I'm like, life? <sighs> Awkward. Don't have one. Uh, so oh, was that a prerequisite the teaching right there? No, it? well, it, not officially, but yeah. I saw something to get that. the work visa, you okay. have to have a degree. So I go to this one one interview, and, and I was like, "Look, I've been to like six interviews this week. They've all asked me what degree I have. I don't have a degree, so I'll save you the time now. To if if it bothers you, then we just." Don't worry about the, you know, don't worry about the interview kind of thing. He's like, well, what other qualifications have you got? I was like, well, I'm, I've got personal trainer level three. He's like, it's fine. They can't read English. Just crack on. I was Happy like, days. okay. So he gets me work visa with my personal trainer level three, and it was the best job. It was so much fun. It was amazing. It's like teaching. We had six months to six years. That's, okay. that's the age range, and it was just the best fun. My class was age four to six, and yeah, oh, it was brilliant. Absolutely loved it. And I was, so I was working there in the day, and then uh, training every evening. Mm-hmm. But I would like usually go for a run in the morning as well. So I was like, like I was doing pretty well. Like when I was there, so I was really happy. That like, was a good life, you know. How long did you spend in Thailand? I was almost two years. Just, oh, really? just under two years. Yeah. Um, so the last bit was just training, and then the first bit was just training, but then like uh, in the middle was working so as well. So, but yeah, so I fought again at uh, the beatdown. Mm-hmm. This time I got choked out in the first round. It was fun times. Uh, That's but, a lesson of perseverance, though, isn't it? Well, I feel like sometimes my stubbornness does not do me well. Anyway, so they said, "Look, Helen." I don't want to be a dick, but you're never going to win a fight. I was like, actually, they didn't even say I don't want to be a dick. I think they just said it. Oh, who said that? I don't really want to say, but... So, so someone said that. Someone, someone said, said that. Someone said that. He's too big. Yeah. It's not wrong. Exactly. Very subtle. Points himself out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's like, look, you're never going to win a fight. And I was like, I am. Need a bit more practice. Uh-huh. Like, I am. If you tell me I'm not going to do something, I'm probably going to do it. Like, 
I am. And he's like, yeah, but we don't really want you to represent us. And I was Seriously? like, oh. That's pretty shitty behavior from a coach. So, that's why I didn't want to say his name. <laughs> um, so, I was like, right, cool. So I went to Top Team and I was like, hey, I really want to fight. And they were like, cool, we'll sponsor you. And I was like, really? Uh, but I've never had a professional fight. Like, why would you sponsor me? They're like, we're looking for a girl to sponsor. You came through the door. Looking. That's a perfect story. Right? I was like, oh my God. So, and so all I had to do was write a blog every week. Okay. That was it. And they're just, like... Just write a blog about your training about experiences. About training and about the gym. And mm-hmm. oh, I loved it. I love writing. So, that was amazing. That was like the best job ever for me. Like, you get to write and train every week. This is awesome. So the environment at Top Team was a lot more positive. Oh, than, yeah, than yeah. It was amazing, yeah. And so they got me a fight. No, I think I got the fight for... I got the fight through, like... Some, so what a girl in Malaysia really wanted to fight mm. and no one would fight her because she's quite good. And uh, they were like, oh, well, Helen's the same way, maybe she'll fight. So they were like tagging me in, on Facebook back in the I used to have Facebook, I don't have it anymore. Um, tagging me on Facebook, like, oh, Helen, would you take this fight? I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it, that's awesome. Like, cool, I've, I've literally got nothing to lose. I've, just lost two smoker fights. I've li- and people have told me I'm never going to win a fight. I've got nothing to lose. Let's and just that's, do it. That's was your pro debut. That was my pro debut, and I won. So after being told that you would never win a fight by some prick with an arrow on his chest, yeah, literally to, to go in and, and I was like, fight. Uh, I think it was a guillotine in the third round. So you went three rounds, sinking the guillotine. But it was so the funny. So if if you ever watch this fight, it's hilarious because neither of us re- it was both our pro debuts mm-hmm. and neither of us really know what we're doing so <laughs> was just a fight in the mall yeah was it, yeah, 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 yeah 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 and um and, and i'm still friends with the girl that zen that i thought she's absolutely awesome like i think she's brilliant and we're still friends like that's, that's a cool thing but yeah so but there's one point where i think she, for some reason she was on her back and i was standing in front and all I needed to do was pass her guard. But I didn't know, that, like, how to do it. And so I was just standing there looking at her. And she's looking at me going, I don't know what to do. And I'm looking at her going, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> so you just, just have a stand so We were literally, I was literally like this, like, I kind of know roughly what I need to I do. Just, it was brilliant. And so, like, but now I watch it back and I'm like, oh, God, that's embarrassing. But like, you've got to learn at some point, haven't you? So anyway. Really it was, yeah, it was in a mall. The entrance was down an escalator. Really? <laughs> was it a ray or...? Uh, no, it was a cage. No, it was in a cage, but it was, it was in, like, the middle of the mall. They just put a was, was it a mall then? Hey! Come on. Oh. Huh? Move, anyway. Move, moving on. Maybe. <laughs> so the, <laughs> so you, you enjoyed, you enjoyed the, the entire experience? Of, yeah, of yeah, so it was awesome. So I was like, oh, right, this is, this is what this is what I signed up for. And it wasn't, it wasn't like a one and done because some people have a pro fight just to, just to do the pro mm. fight and say they've done it and, and, and done the whole experience. Um, oh, two seconds. No, we're good. Sorry about that. Um, so, the, as I say, some people just do the, the one and done to get the experience, but you thought, you know, I want more of this. this is yeah, and then I was like, all right, cool, this is awesome, right, let's do that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, I think, I was looking for another fight. I can't remember the ins and outs. And I was talking to this guy in Singapore, Arvind, 
Um, he got me from Juggernaut, and he got me a fight in Malaysia as well um, against this Filipino girl. And anyway, so everyone's going, all right, Filipinos with boxing, you know, she'll be a good boxer. Mm. All right, right, cool. I didn't know anything. I wasn't really, I don't know, I didn't really research anything at this point. So you've been training like two years at this point? Probably about that, yeah, I reckon. Mm, Maybe not quite two years. What year was this? Because that would have been, that female MMA would have been fresh. Oh, yeah, so the one in, the one, the first one in Malaysia with Zen, that was, I think, well, to my knowledge, that was the first female uh, MMA pro fight in Malaysia. And now you're part of the first female pro fight in Bahrain. It's making history. All about that. Um, but yeah, so then I, I thought, so I turn up to this thing. I'm like, I was super skinny back then, and I didn't even have to try to make weight. Mm-hmm. It was at 57, so it's like, I think I was like 55 and a half or something. Like I was, I was tiny then. Anyway, I had no muscle at all. And um, she came in. She weighed like 61 or something, and I'd had a weekend off work for this fight, I was like, they're like, do you still want to fight? Like, she's kind of a whole weight category above you, she didn't even look like she tried to make weight, like, mm. you know, you know, like, you have the sucked in cheeks yeah, and the yeah, eyes, yeah. she didn't even try, like, you looked she's, at her, she's, she's fully hydrated, she had like, scales looking fresh, literally, and I was like, oh, come on dude, you haven't even tried, but I, they were like, look, do you still want the fight to go ahead, it's up to you, like, what do you want to do, and I was like... I didn't take a weekend off work to not fight, mm-hmm. so that's fine. I don't care. Like, whatever. I'm the underdog now, so cool, whatever. And so, he, Arvind has had, like, he, we, I've been training with him all week for it, and, um, and we made our game plan. He's right, first round, I just want you to stay standing. I just play around with her, like, you know, like, blah, blah, blah. By right, second round, you can take her down, all right? And then you can, you can submit her if you want, like, blah, blah. First round, she hit me once, and it was literally like I'd been hit by several lorries, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm not here to play around with that shit." So I just took her down straight away. <laughs> I think I can't remember if it was, if it was a submission or a TKO, like a mount, you know, like I yeah, can't remember now. I think it was. I think that was what it was. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, and like, so I won, happy, super mm. happy. First thing. What happened to our game plan? I was like, yeah, I, did, I didn't follow it. Yeah, they, 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 <laughs> it hurt. They, they can go out the window if you get cracked early. Like. Yeah, literally, she punched me once. I was like, that is harder than a man has ever hit me. Like, like nah, I don't, it I was, don't want any of that. Yeah, I was like, I'm not up for that. That's not okay. So you know, you're, you're, you're now 2 and always a pro. Mm. You're living in Thailand. What, mm-hmm. what prompted the move back to the UK? Um, mainly my dad was really sick. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone kept saying to me, like, we're really worried about him, like... By the way, he's still fine. He's still going. This is... Good. <laughs> oh, we're really worried about him. Like, we think he might, like, drop dead any moment. Like, can you can you come back? And I'm like, uh, yeah. Not uh, but, you know, yeah, I can. Yeah. You know, fine. Um, so I came back. for Not for him, but, like, I was kind of, like, like, caring for him. So I'd go in, like, three times a week and just, like, mm-hmm. help him out with stuff, like do shopping and like clean up, clean up a bit after him and stuff so I did that for a couple of years it's like living in London well no I was living in like down south first and then I, and then I moved to London were you training at the time? yeah yeah, yeah I, I didn't I never stopped, yeah. I never stopped training 
this is what I found, found my passion in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so training at Andy Roberts um, in Farnborough, which mm-hmm. is like Surrey, or Hampshire actually. Um, so I was training there. Um, yeah, I mean, it was great, but unfortunately the MMA coach and I did not see eye to eye. Okay, again, that comes down to what we're talking about. If you don't have a good relationship with it was your coach, not a good relationship. Which is pretty hard to get along with. You know? Yeah, hard work, I. I can see why people kicked it out. Uh, that's, a, that's a fair summation. <laughs> so um, we, I was there for a good while, and then uh, basically it got to the point where Andy said, "Look, this is clearly not a good environment for you." Like some loads of stuff. But listen, look, this is clearly not a good environment. I don't think you're going to progress here. But my friend Jude is in London. Go and train with him. I'll call him now. Calls Jude. Right. I've got this girl. She really wants to progress her MMA career, but this is not the right place for her. Can you help? He's like, yeah, cool. Bring her up. So I actually know, not that I'm supposed to know, but I do officially know that when I first turned up, he was like, she's shit. <laughs> um, and I think the exact words were well she's no Ronda Rousey is she uh, right. so uh, I had to sort of win him over a bit well, that's, that's fuel for the fire for yeah like well but I didn't I didn't officially didn't know, know. I didn't know yeah. it and about six months later someone told me like this is what he said when you turned up and I was like alright oh, okay cool <laughs> good to know um, so so yeah I mean it was a bit of a it was a really hard transition for me because mm-hmm. I, was, I had to move to London for it and I hate London because it's a city and I don't like cities and I like my countryside uh-huh. and yeah so I, I was like right like just suck it up princess come on let's just roll with it so I was working at the gym I was working on reception I was PTing I was working I was training like with Jude like doing what I could basically it was all fine like it was all good and um yeah I I can't remember what order this all happened but basically I think no I was still at, I was still at Andy's when I went to Tough um and then I left I came back to Andy's, but I was like cross training. I was training with both. For, for those so, who may not know, you were on season twenty three. Oh, of, season twenty three. Season yeah, twenty three of the the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, which which, which is huge, you know. So how did that come about? Then? Um, because you just put that in the conversation. Oh yeah, I was like, yeah, I was on season twenty three. Oh, sorry. That. Yeah. Um, I think I can't remember, but they they put an advert out for it was like open trials. Or yeah, the, the trials, and people yeah. kept tagging me in it. And I'm like, nah, you know what? I, I tried I tried out for season 20. Mm-hmm. This is when I was in Thailand. I, I, so I tried out for season 20, and they were, that was when I was only 2 and 0. And they were like, look, you just don't have enough experience. Like, we, we like you, but you just don't have the experience. So yeah. if you're only 2 and 0, go and get some more fights, come back to us in a couple of years, and we'll talk. Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. So, yeah, go away, I'll get more fights, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so I go back, season 23, I, I walk into the interview, um, and they remembered me. Okay. Where was the interview? Um, Vegas. Oh, you went out to Vegas? I you went to Vegas. to Vegas. I flew to Vegas for the interview, yeah. Wow. So were there trials in the UK, though? No. Not also? No. Oh, they, they, they didn't do UK trials? No, 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 no. Oh, really? No, yeah, no, Because no, no. I don't I remember them did not doing any. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I went, so I got, uh, the, you know, standard, obviously broke, standard broke fighter. It's my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a GoFundMe page up and was like, guys, 
you, everyone keeps tagging me in this. Everyone keeps saying that they believe me. If you if believe in me, if you really believe in me, help me get there, and I'll get there, and I'll prove to you that it was worth worthwhile. Mm-hmm. You know. So I did it, and everyone. I think it was it was some incredible thing. Like I think it was in, within forty eight hours I'd made the entire money to get there. That's awesome. And pay for the hotel. Um, what was the experience like of being there in? The, the tough ice because I've spoken to people that have been on tough and some loved it and some absolutely I hated loved it. it oh really I loved it, it what, was what did you like about awesome. it awesome uh, so well the bit only bit I didn't love was getting concussion uh, it's, not, it's not great concussion's not great concussion's not an ideal but the rest of it I loved do you know what the people were lovely everyone there was just so nice so just just supportive and helpful and they all just want to have the same goal everyone's so dedicated to the sport and they're just really nice people and there's a lot of tense atmosphere in the house so you know everyone's sort of going for the same not at all and there was no cattiness or benchiness or it was not all... at all really no and i know that sounds crazy with eight women uh-huh. Nothing. yeah eight women competing for one contract yeah yeah but like everyone it was like you support your team members but then if your team member loses it's like Okay, like let's all try and make up for what they didn't like, you mm-hmm. know. So like, if someone else lost a fight in the red team, then everyone else in the red team would be like, right, it doesn't like. Don't worry, we've got we've got this, guys. Don't worry, it's, it's a team thing. Mm-hmm. And but then, like, I don't know if you watch the season. Basically, like the blue team pretty much won every fight. Um, to a yeah, it was uh, Claudius team. Depressing yeah. state. Yeah, it was it was bad. Um, so they all thought that I'd won my fight with Lanchana mm-hmm. um, and it was a super close fight but like everyone was like oh, you won that fight man that, that was going to be our first win it was a red team you know like everyone thought you'd won and then the judges like they, they raised her hand and it was like it was super close but it was like I was so gutted because I thought I'd won as well because everyone was like yeah you definitely won you definitely won that you definitely won and I'm like how did I not win like I don't I don't get it but it's you know, and then coming coming back from the Ultimate Fighter because you're obviously you're 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 on a high while you're there. You know you're competing in the Ultimate Fighter. You're UFC affiliated. Yeah. Was it difficult to transition then coming back and, and settling into to training again this side? So when I came back, I that was like the worst part of being at Andy. So that was literally the time when he was like, "You can't be here anymore." Mm-hmm. Like he's like, "I don't want to be the one to say that, but you can't be here anymore." Was that um, difficult for you to hear from? Because you had a good well, relationship with Andy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and Andy's awesome. Like, yeah, I, so, and I still get on with him. So like, was that difficult really cool. for you to, to hear from him? And he was just being honest. He's and he was looking after my best interests, which is what he needed to do. So it, it's unfortunate, but no, I mean, there's nothing he could do about it, really. Um, it's what it is, and and also it was a blessing in disguise because actually not very long ago he said I'm so glad with the way you've progressed he said to me like I saw him at competition he said look dude I'm so glad with the way you've progressed because actually maybe leaving was the best thing the best thing that happened yeah. to the person in disguise well like, it is and, and and I definitely believe in that as well it's always there's always like a like you know it was horrible leaving uh, Inglorious Grapplers but like look what I've got now mm-hmm got Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got a keyring in the gym, yeah. And it says, we, we, we put on nail clippers on it. It looks like a flip-flop. It says on that, what a difference a Dave makes. 
true. Absolutely true story. So it's, it's worked. It's worked out all right for you. Mm. So you you um you haven't competed since 2017. Was it your last fight? Yeah, Bellator. Oh, Bellator, yeah. Bellator was, um, 160, I think it was. Something like that, yeah. It's in Budapest. So how come the the layoff? Um, so basically, that was an absolutely terrible fight. No camp. I had no support. I had no back backing. Like no one particularly wanted to help me with that fight. Plus, three weeks before it, my best friend, best training partner, uh, got kicked in the head and put in a coma. So he's fine, by the way. I mean, he's not fine. He's in a wheelchair, but he's still with us, which yeah, is awesome. Um, and yeah, so. He was like my my he was my everything. Yeah. He was like my best friend, my little brother, my best training partner. We talked every day, you know, like we're absolutely just joined at the hip, you know. And without him, I was like completely lost. Just absolutely completely lost. And I still had three more weeks of fight camp. And I was no one else wanted to help, you know? So I was like, you cannot do this sport alone. Yeah, when you're in the octagon, you're alone. When you're in the cage, you're alone. But the rest of the time, you need people. Yeah, you the, really need people. If you're and training consistently uh, you know, as a pro, or even as an amateur, you spend more time with your training partners oh, than yeah. you do a lot of your family. Oh, yeah. You know, you, see, you see your training partners on a daily basis. You know? 100%. Yeah, I know, 100%. I know guys that are seeing more of their training partners than they are, you know... The their, missus. Yeah, their yeah. missus. Or, oh, yeah. Or their husband. Or yeah. Yeah. Completely, and, and yeah. Those are the sacrifices people don't necessarily see. People think it's great. They see the, you know, you're going here, there, like we're in Bahrain at the minute. It's wonderful and everything, but people don't see the hours of sacrifice that are going on in the background. They think you just turn up for the fight, get paid and go home and it's a great life. Yeah. There's, you know, oh, yeah. there's so, so, so many sacrifices involved and nobody's involved in MMA for the money. No. You know, so you're doing it purely oh, for yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> Money, the lack of money. I was looking for it. It's kind of funny, isn't it? Mm. But it's it's <laughs> it's it's not just martial arts. Isn't just a, a career or something that you did. It becomes a lifestyle. Yeah, it's something that you, you fully embrace, and you, it's, it's an it's an all encompassing. It's, all, it's an all encompassing. Yeah, I think a lot of people start martial art as like a hobby or have an interest, and some of them just stay mm-hmm. like. That they just stay as a hobby, dip in, dip out, and then if it grabs you, man, it, it seems to grab people, and that's it. That's all they want to do. Yeah. Like the amount of guys now in the gym that are like, I just want to quit my job and do this. So like for me, if it's for my generation now, and like even to a, to a certain degree, like Helen's, she's kind of like the middle generation. Well, you're part of the first wave. Yeah, but for yeah. me, my, my objective, I didn't have a gym to train at, I didn't have this or that, so my objective now is to create opportunity mm-hmm. that the martial arts given me, be that I've been lucky enough and worked hard enough to make it my living, so now it's for me to create the opportunity. Sorry, Dave, you were saying about when, no, I'm just saying, when I you were coming up? Yeah, so my job is to create the opportunity. So it's just like what Helen's doing. Like she's, she's like, I was probably like, I never had gyms training, like now you've got gyms on every corner right yeah. so the trouble is with the generation now is where are they going to go what how are they going to open a gym how are they going to do something after they stop fighting are they going to keep fighting until they can no longer fight and mm-hmm. it's just a, it's an interesting landscape at the moment and like, even like Helen she's kind of like you know like she, she's the first it's the fear first female fight out, out, out here in Bahrain yeah. so it's like she's like, like 
a lot of the girls that have come up for the combat week and doing all the amateurs this week, they're all going to be sitting there watching thinking, wow, yeah, that's what I want to do, that's what I want to do. Yeah, so, inspirational. So it's kind of like, it's it's cool, man. Like the opportunities that, that are out there, you've got to grab them. And, and I think a lot of people, I've got guys in the gym that have been training with me eight, like 18 years and they just come once a week. Mm-hmm. And then you've got guys that are trained two weeks and they go, wow, I'm in. And next thing you know, they quit their job they just want to train they don't care about making any money like day to day they just want to fight and train and that's that's the interesting thing I see now as a coach like the the landscape of the difference Mm -hmm. and how versatile it is you know like you have all sorts of different people on the mat in the gym and then guys that literally come once a week and guys that want to live in the gym you know Mm. not not being guys as in that's a gender neutral yeah. Like comment, yeah. yeah. Wasn't trying to say girls didn't do that. You can't, you can't go swimming genders or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what if I identify as like? Let's not go there because there's, there's, they're gonna. That's a fucking mind feed. That's a fucking mind feed. It might be the first female fight. Let's keep it female, boss. <laughs> it's alright. I'm, I'm quite comfortable with being female. It's fine. So now you're, you're, you're fighting on brave. You've, yes. You've, you've gone from. Thailand, the coming back to England, the, the tough experience, Bellator, now with Brave. Did what 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 attracted you to Brave was just the opportunity came up and how have you how have you enjoyed the experience of being with Brave so far? I mean, it was purely opportunity, um, like management. And, and top notch management of course. Management. Flawless management. Basically <laughs> the opportunity but no, the problem is that she can't get you can't get her a fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like where if and again if you've done tough you fought in Bellator, you fought in Malaysia. You can't. It's going to be really hard yeah. to yeah, fight really hard. in a little. Mm-hmm. Not, not, no disrespect to the shows back home, but it's going. But to, you're not fighting that you're, you're at a local. It's going to feel like something. a yeah. step backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. I mean? And for me, it's you got to step forward. It's you can't all step forward. backwards. It's all about forward progression. And, and and it's hard enough getting girls fights anyway. There's mm-hmm. the, the, there's not. It's hard. There's a small pool to take from. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. So so you got to like you know and. We tried to get fights in England, but no one was biting, so... We had about four or five things lined up, and then what I tend to do is line a few things up, four or five things, and then whichever one comes back first, or yeah. better deal, and this was this was the better deal, wasn't it? It was like, you know, it's like an international fight, well, you can't get better than that, you know? And do you, do you enjoy the, the, the... because this is this is Brave's biggest show... You've got the IMAFs, you have the whole international fight week. Do you enjoy being part of the pageantry of it all, or are you just single mindedly thinking the fight, the media obligations and stuff? How do you feel about that as pro? Um, I don't I don't really like or dislike the media stuff. Like I do it because it's part of my job yeah. as a fighter. Yeah, it's but necessary, yeah. Yeah, and I don't mind doing it, I don't dislike it, but I'll take it or leave it. I'll I'll if it's there I'll do it and I'll do it to my be- best of my ability. Like I'll do the photo shoots, I'll do the video, whatever. It's not a problem, never a problem. Mm-hmm. But it's not what I'm here for. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. here to fight. I'm here to make weight, I'm here to fight. And Done the make weight part, now i just got to fight. <laughs> and, and how, how, are you, how are you feeling about the fight? Because Luana has kind of been pushed as the, the female face of Brave, so to speak. You know, she's come in, they've, they've promoted her quite heavily. You have an opportunity to come in and then sort of steal a lot of her momentum. Smash. Yeah, so how are, you, how are you feeling about that fight? Have you watched tape on Luana at all? Uh, yeah, I've watched her. I mean, she's good. Like, she's got good judo. Yeah, um, judo black belt, yeah. Yeah, um, so, I mean, I think it's just... For me, I'm coming in basically as an underdog. Mm-hmm. 
Um, do you enjoy coming inside? Come oh on, yeah, I much with prefer the, the, the potential to spoil the party. I much prefer it. Brilliant. Yeah, much prefer that being the underdog. Um, yeah, and I don't know. Like I just, I don't. I get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's uh, she's a and she's very marketable. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. She's very very marketable, and I'm probably not very marketable. So she's they're going to want you know to big her up, and that's cool. And crack on, you know, because the more you big her up, the more people will see our fight. And then the more people will see that I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. So crack on. So use her, use her, uh, use her marketability, build yep. up the fight, and then watch me win. Yeah, <laughs> I'm cool with that. Right, a rising tide lifts all ships. Yeah. Mm. So you have the potential to go in there, as I said, as a spoiler, and just take the momentum. Yeah. But no, it's a it's a fight a lot of people have been talking about. A lot of people are really looking forward to it. So I think it's going to be a it's going to be a great fight, and uh, it's going to be a great way to cap off International Fight Week. Oh yeah. Um, just just to round up and just to finish off, is there anybody you'd like to give a shout out to, sponsors, anything, or where can people find you on social media? Uh, okay, so social media first, I'm at HH Hellraiser, which is Twitter and Instagram, although my Twitter's, I'm not very good at that, so just go Instagram. Um, and people I need to shout out to, obviously Dave, because, You're welcome. you know, he's the best. <laughs> Um, so everyone at everyone at Crossface. Um, so in particular, obviously Dave, uh, Charlie, and Sam have been just so amazing with their consistency. Charlie Leary and Sam Patterson. Exactly. Uh, Charlie, Charlie Leary, uh, former uh, brave fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam, Sam, current, current brave fighter. Brave fighter. Yeah. Um, they've been incredibly, incredibly supportive and just really just in my corner, which has been amazing. And uh, my my two most regular training partners, Shins and uh, Mitch. Who Mitch is one brave as possible. Oh yeah, Mitch. Mitch, Mitch Johnson. Yep. From London. Yeah, London. The one. Mhm. Um. So yeah. So, Smallest man alive. Yeah, he is tiny. When the girls, this is the, this is the biggest wave of Mitch here. When the girls phone phone up, say, "Oh, we're going to do like a girls only session." They call Mitch. They do. I told him it's just because he's a stud of a man and the girls want him around. It's nothing to do with his size. (laughs) Just saying. Well, I mean, the jury's out stuff. Just saying. But yeah, so, I mean, Shins and Mitch have been pushing me and pushing me and pushing me and pushing me. Every session, they're just on it. So, those two are just amazing. And everyone else that, like, has has even just done one round with me in this camp, like, Mm. I mean, honestly... Um, the other other places, so I work also at um, Nolsey Academy, mm-hmm. um, and Chris has helped me a lot, and Nadav has helped out to me week in week out, like an absolute legend. So also Nadav, shout out, uh, and then just sponsors, so uh, Whiskey Wolf and uh, Meerkatsu, um, both sponsor me. So a lot of love to them both. Awesome. Well, Hill, thank you very much for the time. Really appreciate thank it. You. Um, we're really looking forward to uh, to the fight on Friday. So the best of luck with that and have a great fight. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to like, follow and subscribe. Uh, Not Another Fight Cast on Facebook, Instagram and iTunes. Leave a five-star review and say something nice about us. Thank you very much, guys. Bye-bye.